everybody and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast 2023 driver lineup predictions. Yes, we are here to talk about what the grid will look like next year. We've had a lot of talk, a lot of chatter about Piastri, about Ricardo, about pretty much anybody that has their contract running out, not only this year, but into the future as well. And will they rip them up, burn them up? We don't know. But welcome. It's a podcast. We're on YouTube. We've got the WTF on author Katie Fairman with us. We've got Tom Bellingham, the WTF on founder, back from holiday. And he's decided right. he wants to talk about some Formula One. So it's great, Tommy, that you've come back in such a lull of a period. We don't need <laughs> you. We don't need you now. <laughs> know, exactly. We needed you when you were having time off. Yeah. And I just now I'm going to talk about all these washed opinions. So here we are. Yeah, I can't I've wait. Got my washed counter in Tommy to have no wheel knowledge, people to say all <laughs> of that, and then for you to potentially be right. Yeah, um, and yeah. retweet them. Yeah, that's gone, Tommy. Give the context as to what happened there. <clears throat> I put that Oscar Piastri would go to McLaren, or like I could see him being at McLaren soon, and um, definitely because I'm 100% petty, I bookmarked the tweet and. Uh, waited for it to happen or like potentially happen and then just retweeted and liked tweets from everyone calling me like brain dead and stupid and stuff <laughs> now i want to also probably cover this off right now that you've already done one massive jinx uh which oh, was oh yes we need to oscar piastri and you said well alonso leaving opens the door to 99 percent or something of oscar piastri going did you not I did, but technically I was right because I said I I just said they will announce Piastri at Alpine <laughs> soon because they're embarrassed. So technically I wasn't wrong. It's just that Oscar Piastri you know. wasn't no half a point. <laughs> I, I yeah, um, it's funny. So I kind of got half a point there because they did announce him, but he obviously was like, "No, you're all right." So, so yeah, let's let I I love how you've bookmarked started being a bit sassy with uh, some people. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. And no. Oscar Piastri may well not have a drive next year because uh your your jinx is strong. The Grace onesie is strong, but so is your jinx. Mm. Um so yeah, anyway, let's dive into where we think drivers will be. But first and foremost, let's talk about the drivers that are locked in, kind of. Although, I mean Ricardo's <laughs> technically locked in, locked in for... <laughs> but apparently he's being bought out. But the actual locked in that we're not expecting to have a contract burnt in front of their faces. Uh, Mercedes will still be Hamilton and Russell next year. Red Bull will be Verstappen and Perez. Ferrari, Leclerc and Sainz and Aston Martin have now confirmed Alonso and Stroll. Is Stroll actually confirmed or are we just... Yeah, they did confirm him, didn't they? I, I, I can't say. I've when they, they said he'd... They said when they announced Alonso, they said he'd be alongside oh, even, okay. though, even though they never actually do the reveal where it's like Lance Stroll is here because I imagine they know everyone would just be like oh shock we people know. on Twitter and stuff yeah. um, so they just kind of do like a light he's got like a rolling contract unsurprisingly that they just he'll be there forever won't he so yeah exactly right here we go let's get some washed opinions going then shall <laughs> we uh, let's start with the big one then uh, who will be at McLaren in 2023 Daniel Ricciardo let's not forget, is contracted till the end of 2023. Does that mean he will still be there? For me, my opinion is that, no, he will not be there next year. I think Danny Rick will take that juicy paycheck. We know that he, lo he loves a paycheck. He loves a paycheck. <laughs> he went to Renault. That was a paycheck. Let's be real. 
Uh, McLaren buy him out for some obscene amount of money. He has a wonderful holiday, maybe buys a new house. And then, I I don't know. I think he could easily get the Alpine seat if the bridge hasn't been burnt too much. But I don't think it has. Otmar Safnau has already said, you know, we'll try to just get the best driver we can. So I they haven't shut down Danny Rick. Uh, so I think, no, Danny Ricciardo will not be there next year. And I do think Oscar Piastri will be driving for McLaren next year. Yeah, I agree to a point. I think I'm not like 100% convinced, you know, like I said, what I mentioned before, uh, I don't want to... <laughs> Tell me, this too, is predictions. You speak have to too lock soon. in. Uh, I, if I had to make a prediction, yeah, I would lock in Piastri alongside Lando. But there is the worry that, that Danny Rick just goes, no, you're right. It kind of wants to screw Zach Brown a little bit of all the nasty things he said. And I know he's not delivered, but they, they've certainly been very harsh to him. And now it's come out that they wanted to replace him behind his back as well. So maybe maybe there's a little bit of like, you know what? Screw you. I'm gonna stay. Not gonna take the money. Got plenty of money. I know the F1 drivers are rich, but there's a lot of numbers flying around. Yeah, 21 million. Yeah. I, yeah. To be pet, I know that Tommy, you, you, know, you go on Twitter and you're a bit petty with the <laughs> but for 21 mil, I think you're taking the uh Yeah, because there is a worry that, yeah, if he just stays put and Fiastri ends up on the sideline again. But no, I do think he will take it because I don't think he should have left Renault in the first place, to be honest. So essentially he gets paid a big bag <laughs> to, to go, back. go back to the team that he should have stayed with anyway. So not a bad deal, is it? I am going to go different and I'm going to say that Ricardo's is going to stay. Which is just, don't forget, this is all just a bit fun. Like, I'm not going to put my house on it. But I think that legally, it's all very up in the air and sensitive with the whole Piastri situation. And Ricardo could ask for a huge chunk of money um, to go somewhere else. But I don't know. I just feel like he might stay I know people will be like, oh, well, he's shown he's a quitter because he literally left Red Bull when Max was looking to be the number one driver in the team and he jumped ship. And you could argue he kind of did the similar thing at Renault, although obviously Ocon wasn't like really challenging him. I don't know. I just have a feeling that Ricardo might just be like, you know what? No, I've signed for 2023 and maybe he feels he owes it to himself. Like he's obviously got a car underneath him that he's not happy with, that maybe he wants to keep working at it the only thing that maybe sways me slightly with this is the fact that obviously oscar is knocking on the door and to the atmosphere at mclaren does seem extremely toxic at the moment um with zach brown you know saying stuff to the media about ricardo and how he's not performing and stuff which you could argue is fact but for me if i was a team principal i don't know if i'd approach it in that kind of way and like throwing him to into the lion's den um but yeah i feel like he will stay for 2023 and then after 2023 he'll move somewhere else but it's funny that's yeah it's yeah. funny that ricardo has been with red bull and that junior program which is often slated and mclaren have treated him way worse than they ever like red bull ever did to him really and they're pretty much much of the same if not mclaren going through throwing back to the old days where they want to get rid your your point is kind of is kind of a thing where it's what's more embarrassing him sort of, like you say, quitting and going back to the team that he was with before or 
is it more embarrassing to stay with McLaren when he knows they don't want him and he's just sat there like because I wonder if doubts come into your mind of if I'm here and they don't want me do the mechanics care do they want to give me the new upgrades all this kind of stuff so what's the point um it's a difficult one but well chat seemed to think that he will go well, speaking of chat, we should probably say we are live on Twitch right now. So if you want to watch these podcasts live, reactionary stuff, we're over on Twitch, WTF1 Official. Go follow us uh, over on there. Um, but yeah, the chat, 88% uh, voted no. Daniel Ricciardo will not be racing for McLaren uh, next year. And it's a big rolling of the dice if you're McLaren. If you know these numbers are true. They are willing. I mean, it's quite painful from Danny Rick's side. Obviously, it won't be painful for his bank account. But McLaren would rather spend upwards of $20 million to get rid of him to sign someone else than keep him on for another year and think that clearly that his performances aren't worth that massive amount of money that they'll be spending to get rid of him. And also, That must be a kick in your... Yeah, ego. It's a kick in your ego, but I'm sure you can get a really nice premium massage with the money that you uh, you know, that you you get put in your bank account. Um, but also, there's no guarantees that Oscar Piastri is going to be an absolute worldie either. Like, yes, he's had an amazing junior career, but that's not to say that he's going to hit the ground running in his first year. That's not to say that he's not going to be like a Stoffel Van Dorn, who you know had a pretty mediocre start and got trounced by Alonso, and he had a great junior career. So there's no guarantees that Oscar is going to be this absolute star the second he steps in the seat. And then you're wondering, is an experienced Daniel Ricciardo in mm-hmm. the McLaren that knows the inner workings of everything that's going on, knows how the car kind of works, still trying to push forward, is that kind of Danny Rick going to be worse than a fresh Oscar Piastri who's never driven in Formula One before? Surely there's going to be some learning curve there as well for Oscar. So you do wonder if it's even worth it. But then maybe McLaren on the same side think we have to sign him now, otherwise Piastri is going to drive for another team, and that's yeah. it. What if what if he goes there and, like you say, is just he doesn't deliver, and he has similar struggles to Ricardo? The narrative of mm. it, they're the new Red Bull with Max with Lando uh, will definitely come up. And people saying like, oh, the second McLaren seat is cursed and no one can drive there because, you know, Daniel Ricciardo was a race winner and went over there. Because let's not forget, Daniel Ricciardo was good at Renault. Yeah. Um, it's not like as soon as he left Red Bull, he became completely useless. Um, on their first podium and like, what? Yeah. And he, he or something? He did Ocon it twice. Yeah. Quite comfortably. So. But yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's pros and cons for both sides. I don't think it's a slam dunk. You know, they definitely should mm. get rid of Daniel Ricciardo mm. because there's a lot of um, things that could go wrong. It's not it, a guarantee. Yeah, it all depends as well if in this next point, if he can get that Alpine seat. Because obviously if they say no, it, he's probably talking to them now. And if they say no, they don't want him. And you say like Otmar said, they probably do. But if he can't work out something with them, then yeah, he probably would just stay at McLaren because he yeah. wants to stay in Formula One. And He's in a reasonably powerful posi- position right now, Danny Ricciardo, as yeah, much as you, you wouldn't think so. But he has a signed contract. That's That's the difference here. We now move on to the next question which is Alpine. Of course, Ocon signed on for next season. He signed until 2024. Who is going to join him? Now, I think the most likely scenario that plays out here is Daniel Ricciardo. Takes the cash money, goes to Alpine, who are in dire straits at the moment. They've lost their past, their 
present and their future by the looks of things. Damn, there's that's clearly deep. something that cuts deep. <laughs> yeah, there's clearly something going wrong at Alpine. They need to regain some kind of, at least from a fan perspective, they need to regain some sort of respect. respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. Positive it, vibes. Yeah. yeah, they need some positive vibes. And I think Daniel Ricciardo going back there, of course, you know, Danny Rich just in general, happy, smiley, and I'm sure he'll have a big old smile on his face uh, if he's uh, received that juicy chunk of money. But uh, I think getting Daniel Ricciardo back there, hopefully that will regain his confidence. I know we've been saying that for a little while now, but I think a move to Alpine would be great up against Ocon, who's not a Norris as much as I love Esty Bestie and all that good stuff. He's not a Norris. He's a great driver and he's been a match for Alonso a lot of times this year. But I think Danny Rick would, would thrive back at Alpine again. Potentially they'd look to 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 not make him a number one driver, but not from what from the looks of things at McLaren, it's not a Ocon team. You know, Danny Ricardo could join Alpine and they are just there to try and get to the front of the field. They're not trying to make sure it's uh, an Esteban Ocon French wonder team. Yeah, so I've gone, well, I don't know if it's a curveball. I guess you could argue it's a curveball if you saw Oscar Piastri's tweet. But I have just gone wild and said, I think Oscar will end up at Alpine next year. I think that... In handcuffs and yeah, uh, a boiler like, suit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, like... He gets walked with... into the cockpit yeah. by upmaring handcuffs. Like on, a, <laughs> on um like, is it Hannibal Lecter, where he's, like, on the little wheels oh, on his God, train, yeah. like, ship him around everywhere so he can't yeah, They escape. could use the, the thing they do in the pit stop. That's true, little Jack, yeah, like, whoop. <laughs> Don't give um, them ideas. Yeah, yeah the but I'm... Alpine, write yeah. that down, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, he's been part of that team for a long long time he knows everyone there and Gary Otmar and Alpine themselves are adamant that he is contractually obliged to sort of be there so there's talks that Alpine are willing to take Piastri to court for compensation which I mean I don't know if McLaren would be if he does go to McLaren whether McLaren are happy to pay that compensation fee but like there are a lot of things that are going to make this a really complicated situation for Oscar Piastri and Alpine isn't exactly a bad seat to take like with the risk that it has going to McLaren you know it will be a fresh new team we've seen Danny Rick has struggled I know people think he's washed I know that the Danny Rick that we know and love and you know is the last of the late breakers and like the lick the stamp and send it he's still there he's just not got a car underneath him that he feels comfortable with I feel like he should just stick with Alpine and plus it would be hilarious after the whole I'm not driving for them and then having to go back (laughs) it's so embarrassing it's silly but like I don't know that's my my prediction but I have no wheel knowledge, so, you know. <laughs> oh, Casey, you have oh, lots Casey, of wheel knowledge. Don't it. be silly. Don't listen um, to Yeah, I think they'll go with Daniel Ricciardo. It's, I think the, the question here is, kind of, you kind of alluded to it earlier, that Ocon, I'd feel a bit miffed if I was Ocon that they bring Daniel Ricciardo back, and I think they will because Alpine a bit of an embarrassing team in my opinion and just Ooh, make terrible driver decisions. Which Tommy! Um, <laughs> but if you've got Ocon and they signed him on a massive contract for years and years and years like Verstappen got, like Leclerc got, like Norris got, to me bringing Daniel Rick in shows they don't trust him to be a team leader and I think that's harsh on Esty Bestie like you're saying. <laughs> um, it clearly shows that they don't trust him. You know, you you want to, you should put youth in the seat and Ocon's team leader. And if I was them, I would 
maybe even buy like Paul Chair out his contract or something for with Alfa Romeo and put him alongside it. And then you've got a youth, like a young driver to build up and then knock on to your main driver. But I do think they'll go for for Daniel Ricciardo. Um, and if not, they'll do something equally as embarrassing and pick like Hulkenberg or something. Um, well, actually, I'd like to announce, guys, that um, I've got a <laughs> new opportunity. <laughs> God. Yeah, because the, there was rumours of like, French super team with Gasly, but Helmut Marco said, I bet Gasly, had, I think, yeah, Helmut Marco said, no, you're not going. You've which got a contract fair. with us, which is fair. I bet Gasly's ruining that he signed that contract. I, as soon why as did they he announced sign that so Gasly early? contract, I was like, why have why you done Why have you that? signed so early? Yeah. Like, we knew silly here. season was going to be wild. We knew that there's likely going to be some retirements. Why would you do that? Yeah. Well, can you imagine being in a dark room with Helmut Marco? You're signing that contract, aren't you? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he can, he, I'm sure he has his ways of, you know, you're yeah. like, well, if you don't sign it, we'll find another driver. Like I genuinely think that's probably what they would, that's the kind of tactics they would use to, no, to take him to court. <laughs> but, yeah, but, people, people yeah. have got it in their head that Gasly's going to like Mercedes or something when, when Hamilton retires. No but, yeah. Nice. It's too, it's too risky to be like, nope. He should have. He shouldn't have signed that contract. And I think if he hadn't, yeah, I think Gasly would have been a great, a great shout. Uh, they, they'll go with Daniel Ricciardo, and it's probably quite an embarrassing situation to be like, "Welcome back. We've got the same lineup we had two years ago." Do you think they've ago. still got like the "Welcome Ricciardo" banners that they've put in their little uh, <laughs> shed that they can like bring back out again? Yeah, bring back out again. Oh dear, it's me. Yeah, Alpine are in a mess, and will always be in a mess. Alonso and Piastri would have been an absolute worldy of a lineup, and they've got neither, and they've just completely Alonso and Piastri. everything. Yeah, if they could have had that, but they can't say, because yeah, they've signed yeah. Ocon on this mega deal. Yeah, yeah. And then Ocon's form like dropped off massively as soon as he signed it, and then obviously he's picked it up a bit now and stuff. But he's a race winner. He is a let's race not, winner. Let's not forget that he won yeah. the race. Who's past Maldonado? <laughs> oh no you're not putting them in the same no, bracket no, are you okay. yeah, Maldonado Ocon's... actually won a decent race <laughs> Ocon had to beat Vettel <laughs> no. in an Aston Martin I'm not right. having any uh, SD Besties land I mean it's true you had Latifi running in about fourth for half the race didn't you profiling surveillance data harvesting there are lots of things not to like about tech giants but what can you actually do about it when you rely on so many of their products we don't all have $44 billion to go buying up Twitter, but the good news is you don't need to be a billionaire to take a stand. For less than $7 per month, you can join me and fight back against big tech by using ExpressVPN. How do you think big tech companies like Twitter make all their money anyway? Well, by tracking your searches, video history and everything you click on and then selling your personal data. ExpressVPN helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address, a unique identifier that every device has that allows big tech to match your activity back to you. That's why I use ExpressVPN on all my devices to make it much more difficult for them to exploit my data for their own profits. And the best part is how easy it is to use the ExpressVPN app. I just tap one button on my phone or computer to turn it on, and that's all it takes to keep people out of my business. If you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit, it's time to fight back. Visit expressvpn.com slash WTF1 right now to get three months off ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash WTF1, expressvpn.com slash WTF1. Right, okay, next up we have Haas. 
So they have Magnussen on a multi-year deal, whatever that means. And uh, <laughs> Mick Schumacher is out of contract. Who goes next to Magnussen? Uh, I think Haas re-signed Schumacher for another year based on his performances and scoring points and generally improving. And he's the Schumacher name. And I'm sure it brings a lot of sponsors in and money. And it's just the right call for Haas to, to keep Schumacher in. If it was the other way around, he scored a few points at the start of the season and then tailed off having all of his, all of his crashes. Maybe he'd be in a, a slightly less powerful position. But but Haas, didn't they come out and say something like, oh, we don't need to sign Schumacher because he basically can't go anywhere? Or something. It was it was something like that where they they didn't need to rush the negotiations or something like that. I saw. Um, so yeah, I think Hass resigned Schumacher is uh, pretty much hundred percent for me. Oh, I would say I'm seventy percent sure he's not going to stay. Nah, <laughs> no way. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't think Mick Schumacher's staying. I've heard a lot of what they uh, going somewhere else. Either either just dropped or um yeah there's a oh, lot I of talk. spill the tea who's this talk come on uh, so the german press are having a field day at the moment that he's not going to sign for house next year um and that yeah he's not he's not going to stay apparently gunter steiner even though he's picked up his pace a little bit you could argue he's still not beating magnuson and there's also talk that benotto uh is not particularly wowed by Mick Schumacher and the, the whole kind of Ferrari contract um, is under threat um, and that could obviously threaten his half seat. So um, if Mick Schumacher did go, uh, we'll go into it in a few others, but there are obviously other options and I, I do think he might leave, especially if his performance is No, that. no, that so... can't happen. We can't be losing <laughs> a shoot the Schumacher from the sport. No, absolutely not. Well, he, I think there are other options he could go, but we'll go into that later. Um, maybe Alpine, uh, if he is out of contract. But no, I think they give him one more year. One more year. Um, one more year. <laughs> As Matt always goes on, he needs a year to get into things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the first year was you know him driving a dustbin. Yeah. Okay. And now it's new regulations. Yeah, yeah. he's, so gonna be, he's actually going to win the world championship next Another year. year. <laughs> Another year. Another year. People don't. Yeah, most good drivers. That's not how F one works. Four years. Yeah, exactly. I think if there was someone waiting in the wings, I'd say definitely. But then who to have signed? Because I've seen a lot of wild predictions of like, oh, Daniel Ricciardo, like they're not going to be able to afford Daniel Ricciardo. They're going to, it's going to be like a young F2 driver. So, you know, if maybe someone like Drogovic, if he wins the title, I'm, He's similar to Mick Schumacher, in my opinion, where he's going to win the title probably with in an underwhelming great cons- year. Yeah, yeah, underwhelming year, great consistency. It's no doubt a decent driver. Yeah, if he's got a lot of bag. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that's become that the phrase well of the dodging. podcast. Yeah. Uh, if he's got loads of money, um, he'll uh, maybe he, yeah, can get into Formula One um, that way. But yeah, I'm I'm a little more worried after reading a few things about Mick Schumacher at Haas than I was before. Yeah, I mean, this is a really difficult one, I think, because it's going to be seeing how the rest of his season goes. And there's another driver as well that I would put into that bracket of seeing how they get on for the rest of the year. Because if we get the mix that we've seen before the summer break, you know, getting points and just generally being a much better driver, then I think it's a no-brainer to sign him. But if we get the mix that we saw in Monaco or Saudi, where he's just pushing the car too far and ends up snapping it in half and causing these massively, like, financially, like, denting to the team crashes, then I think it's fair that he does go whether that's has a year out of F1 and comes back or whatever it may be. So it's all going to depend on 
how he performs for the rest of the year. I'm going to be an optimist and say that he will continue his form. I'm sure there might be a blip in there somewhere, but generally I feel like he's going to be on a, a steady path and they'll resign him for another year. Good. That, has. that positive energy. Thanks, Matt. Uh, check is in the post, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, no, we love to see it. <laughs> now, I think that has, by the looks of things, are just monitoring what Mick Schumacher does. If he starts binning it every single race after the summer break, wouldn't be surprised if he gets yeah. binned off himself. But I think if he continues to be a match for Magnussen and, you know, shows improvement, I think they will resign him uh, just for a one year contract. I think that's my. Uh, that's He's fairly drama free as well. Patient. Like, he, I think I feel like maybe has to need a bit of drama. Of free. Of hate drama. <laughs> yeah. He's like, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He's sorry like, oh, for swearing. So sorry, guys. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, maybe like, he's not he... drama enough for Gunther. Maybe Gunther lives for the drama. Gunther and... wants to have his door yeah. smashed. He wants that yeah. drive to survive airtime. So Going to bring back Montoya or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be a curveball, wouldn't it? Wow. Right. Moving on now to Alfa Romeo. Uh, Bottas is of course there, uh, but. Zhuguan Yu's contract is up at the end of the year. What happens? I think Zhuguan uh, Yu will be re-signed. Uh, he's been a lot better uh, towards the end of the first half of the season. He's had so much bad luck. But I think the key thing for him in his rookie year is that he has shown pretty decent potential. I don't think he has been there every single race weekend, but He's shown enough potential versus Bottas, who is an incredibly worthy teammate. Let's not forget, he was up against Hamilton and beat Hamilton on the other occasion. I think that he'll he'll get re-signed. I don't think it'll be a, a multi-year contract. I think maybe a, a one-year or something, just see how he gets on. Uh, but no, I think he he does deserve, from the potential he's shown, uh, to stay in Formula 1 and with Alpha. Yeah, no, I think um, keeping Joe Alpha and Mayo is a good fit. He seems to be well embedded in the team it seems a fairly harmonious relationship like there hasn't been any slander either or like team rivalry with him and Bottas they seem to just be a good solid fit and I think you know he has shown potential obviously got points in his debut in Bahrain and he also picked up some points in Canada but he's also had a car which hasn't been the most reliable you know they've got a ferrari pu in the back so there's a few retirements in there which you can add in um and yeah i feel like we'll see a few more points scoring positions but like tommy said i think it was tommy said that he's got a lot of potential or maybe usually matt i'm sorry um but yeah he's got a lot of potential i think um and we've seen that either through like such a near miss that we had in monaco coming out the tunnel and the car control that he had was brilliant to avoid a, a clash there and yeah, I feel like I'd like to see Joe do another year. And also it makes me happy because there were so many doubters when he got signed to that Alfa Romeo seat of people being like, oh my God, he's rubbish. He Sorry, I put my Twitter voice on again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, like saying that he didn't deserve that seat. Um, and so I think that he's shown people that he does deserve and it. And I think people in Twitch year. chat have said 94%. Yes, he will stay at Alfa Romeo. Tommy, are you the 6% or are you the 94%? <laughs> I'm the 94%. Yeah, Joe's done a good job. You know, he's not going to be the next Verstappen or Leclerc, but he's definitely a solid pair of hands, a good, a good driver. And he obviously brings a lot of money in, which is great, great for them. But I think he has just shown that he is more than a pay driver as well. And while, um, of much hurts to say not just Mick Schumacher but Sonoda as well in their rookie seasons were like smashing it in the wall every week um he's yeah. shown that he just needs to get solid results um and build himself up and not be costing them 
millions and millions. And yeah, he's done a very good job. Maybe not a very good job. Good job. Good solid job alongside uh, Bottas. So yeah, I think he deserves to keep his seat. And I think that's a also, good match. fashionista. The style he brings oh, the paddock. Yes. He is the, a stylish man. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves a seat just because I want to see more outfits. <laughs> yeah. Him in the paddock is great. Uh, yeah. Every time like I log into XVB and you see like what he's... It's like he's giving Hamilton the like a, yeah. a challenge down there. The, another thing though is that poor chair is an Alfa Romeo Junior. And he's himself has said that F2 is my last year. I think that's probably just more confidence and him kind of trying to put himself in a powerful position. I mean he is only 18 still. So mm. um maybe he's he needs a, a bit baby. more time. He is just a baby. So he's maybe he is ready, but I don't think he's gonna replace. Uh, right, next up, Alpha Tauri. Gasly, of course, we've spoken about him. He's uh, signed very early to stay with Alpha Tauri. Yuki Sonoda, his contract is up. Will he stay? Um, I think he will stay. I think that obviously there's a lot of murmurs around, you know, the reason why he's there is not just through his performances, but also Honda and them having a sway with Red Bull and wanting Snowder to be in, in Formula One, but that's neither confirmed nor nor really denied. So uh, for his performances, I don't think they've been, I mean, he's had a few shockers recently, but he's had three point scoring finishes this year. Gasly's had three point scoring finishes this year. So really? if we're crazy. going to, if we're going to rinse Sonoda, we rinse Gasly and we rinse Alpha Tauri as a whole. I don't think Sonoda has been. Yeah. F1 put a graphic up and when you actually just look at it on a base level, they're very similar in terms of like the best finishing position. Who's out qualified yeah. who it's quite close really. And generally I think Sonoda has been the closest over the course of the season to Gasly that he has uh, since their pairing. So I would uh, I would say, yeah, Sonoda will stay and AlphaTauri need to buck their ideas up because their car is trash. Yeah. Oh, this one's really difficult because everyone knows how much I love Sonoda. You've but got your wor- Sonoda shrine. I know, but I worry about the most recent performances from him uh, that he has started not quite so crash-happy as last year, but he's started to make a few mistakes and we'll be doing an ABCDF1 thing soon, but if you look at where he is, um, yeah, he's he's not had particularly great grades in the last few races, and I worry that his performances are like, he's slipped at the wrong time, potentially, to start spinning off on outlaps and stuff again. Marcus Erickson made a bold take about Mick Schumacher. <laughs> you going say, to I think Marcus Erickson is going to Alphatari. Yeah, Marcus Erickson. Um, I... Am more. I thought it was ridiculous at first. The more I think about it, the more I think it could potentially happen. And that is because there, there's talk that Red Bull and Mercedes are keen to sign him up if this, if Ferrari are indeed miffed and want to get rid of him. I personally don't think Schumacher is miles better than Sonoda by any stretch. But there's also talk that obviously Porsche coming in, and you know a German driver, if they had a a Schumacher on the books, say he goes through the ranks and ends up alongside Verstappen, he's that kind of solid driver that's going to get good constructors' championship points but not challenge Max, but they don't want someone to challenge Max. And I feel like he would actually be quite a good fit. Um, So there's the potential there, but I think 60% Sonoda, but I'm also scared because I curse a lot when i say that um 
this is definitely going to happen and I want Sonoda to stay. <laughs> I don't want him to go. <laughs> but I'm, I'm nervous. I mean, yeah, to be fair, if you're talking about Mick Schumacher, you know, maybe not performing, like Sonoda's had a shocking sort of five yeah. or six races. Yeah, you know, if has, you look at his yeah. results from uh, Monaco, 17th, 13th, retired, 14th, 16th, retired, 19th. Like Hungary, he was literally on a different lap to everyone else. Like he was so far behind. Yeah. But then, of course, he had a, a reasonable start to the season with three points finishes. So I don't know. I think if, you know, there's a there's a Honda influence there. I don't think Sonoda stays, uh, does stay. Sorry, I think he does stay. But if he doesn't have any of that potential help, I think his seat's definitely under, under threat. But I, I believe Honda does have a sway uh, yes. in, in that sort of stuff. He's definitely helped by the fact that the Red Bull Junior team a lot of the time have had someone absolutely amazing yeah. waiting in the wings all the time. And while I think, you know, like people like Lawson are good, I don't know they're if They're not knocking like on an, the door, are yeah, they? Yeah, they're not absolute no. worldies like like you had with Verstappen and Leclerc. And... Yeah, I think Yuki will stay, but he does need to buck up his ideas because his performance has not been great so far in the last few races and yeah I'm exactly on the same page as you guys like I looked on Red Bull Juniors to see oh well is there another star that's literally waiting on the wings waiting at the wings whatever the phrase is I mean, waiting in the wings yeah. waiting in the wings yeah and well Red Bull does give you wings so there's a bit of a crossover pun okay maybe not I'll, leave. Yeah. I'll see, I'll that, see myself out um it's always dying but yeah there's Liam Lawson Dennis Hauger like lots of really Awasa is there like they're all talented but there's just not one person that's like shining like well the... Rebel should get rid of all of them then right because that's how they they work right have if they seen my casting video just clone <laughs> Verstappen and put him in all four seats if you haven't heard already it's smooth sack summer the leader in below-the-belt grooming, Manscaped, is making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into Smooth Sack Summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code WTF1. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare for summer. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer, Crop Reserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7000 RPM motor. A new multi function on and off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? Beach, lake or shower, this razor will devour even the strongest pubes. So what are you waiting for? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code WTF1 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code WTF1 at manscaped.com. Get on board or get left behind. Finally, to Williams. Who will join Alex Albon? Uh, I've seen a lot of people in the Twitch chat saying Nick DeVries, which is... Uh, uh, an interesting, but I don't believe certain wow. take. Um, for this one, it's a difficult one. Well, I am of the opinion if Williams are serious about becoming a better team and taking strides up the grid, they get rid of Nicholas Gotifi. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry for all the Tifi fans out there, all but 30. he's not good. Whoa. <laughs> 
I take it back. Sorry, I what let the intrusive. What did Katie inter- say? She said <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> I let the intrusive thoughts win. I'm so sorry. Oh my sorry. god! What are they? The, the Nutella I, PR team. I, is I that, love is that the, the TV. <laughs> I take it oh, back. God, but he's not good enough. As much sorry. as he is, uh, you know, very wholesome and oh Nutella. Nutella. Uh, oh, look at my fridge. Um, it's he's 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 unfortunately not good enough. Um, and I think you know if Williams do want to take strides up the grid and they want to get a, a better working package, just it has to be someone different. And I know, I know he was fastest in FP3, and I know he had a purple sector one in Q1, but he still started twentieth. Chat, okay, right. Obviously, Logan Sargent's been one that's been spoken about a lot. We've also mentioned in a hot takes Wednesday that it wouldn't that the US market potentially wouldn't. Uh, bring a, a huge amount to the Williams team in, in the long haul when uh, a lot of the Amer- Americans realise that Williams are a back-running team. I'm struggling. Nico Hulkenberg, <laughs> they can't afford. Maybe. maybe. Oh, I don't think Hulkenberg um, will come back. I hate, to, I hate to break that first hat bubble. <laughs> so he's just like, he's finished. Washed. Finish him. Yeah. I, I don't, I, Williams need an experienced driver, in my opinion. They need someone yeah. that can actually help develop the car and move the car forward. But I don't know who that would be. This is the only team where I haven't put a driver down. I'm going <laughs> to listen to yours and then maybe get swayed. Thank you. Oh, this is a tricky one because, like you say, they, I, I agree that they need somebody who understands the car and it's not just going to get in it and drive it and that's it. Like I feel like they need somebody like a Seb or... Hamilton or someone like that that's got that mechanical sympathy and can really help bring them forward. Mechanical sympathy. I've never heard those two words put together. Wow, what a term. Mm, <laughs> it's a nice little phrase. Yeah, Somebody, yeah. Um, but who is that person and who can they afford? I don't know. I don't think it'll be a Hulkenberg. I'm glad you're I, the only you I'm not the only one I'm who's only... just like, I don't know. <laughs> People are like, Kimmy? Kimmy won't come back. Kimmy back. No, Massa I... is definitely not coming back. Chadwick, no. But Paul DeResta, oh my God, imagine. Well, I think Albin is actually a good team leader at Williams. I know he's not amazing, but I think he's 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 done very well this year. And I think that they should use him as their sort of someone to build around like um, Alpine should be doing with Ocon. I feel like Williams should do that. I think Logan Sargent, Mm. Um, I think it's either Latifi stays, which I don't think is the right move, and then they should just trust youth and put Logan Sargent in and um, have a young driver. I don't get the DeVries thing at all, personally, um, and that means I'll be wrong and everyone can call me, uh, have no wheel knowledge or whatever, but <laughs> I just don't I don't think Mercedes have... I know people jump on the whole, oh, Williams, Mercedes, and Toto... Like I'm sure Toto said so many times that he doesn't have the power to make Williams decide what driver lineup they want. Because otherwise, you know, Latifi wouldn't be in there and there'd be someone else um, to do it. And at the end of the day, Mercedes don't really need anyone at the moment because they've got George Russell now in the in the top team. So they don't they don't need to rush anyone through. Um and DeVries, I just don't I just cannot see it happening at all. So yeah, Logan Sargent, I'd say I'm 60% Logan Sargent and 40% Latifi stays. I don't think Latifi staying would be a good idea, but part of me thinks he might. Um, just because, like you, it's of the opinion of, well, who else goes there? And they've got a solid yeah. driver in Albon. And um, and Albon's doing well and probably um, better than a lot of people give him credit for. 
I'm going to throw a little little, little curveball yeah, back at you. All right. So you say that Albin, good team leader and can put, maybe push the team forward. I would argue that Albin is leaving Williams the second there is any other opportunity available to him to, to leave and for a go to a better team. He signed a multi-year, so do you think he'll get bought out of that? I, I mean, if he performs well enough, I don't think his career but ambitions are go? staying at Williams. I don't think anyone would, though. Um, you don't think anyone will take Albin on? No. Really? No. Wow. Um Savage. I, yeah, I, I personally think he's a good driver, but I, I can't I'd be more see interested in buying on. like Gasly out of his Alpha Tauri than buying Albin out of his Williams. Albin out of his Williams would Gas- be a lot cheaper. Mm. <laughs> it's true, and you wouldn't have to deal with the wrath of Helmut Marco. But yeah. I also think with the Logan Sargent thing, that's who I wrote down on my notebook before starting this Logan Sargent. You mentioned about like the US market. Are they going to be too supportive once they realise that Williams are like a back? team that's at the back of the grid i think there is people love an underdog like i don't think you should underestimate the fact that people will still support williams it's got such a rich history the amount of content that they're churning out like their youtube channel and the series that they've got going on there is really relatable and likable and so yeah i i do think if they did hire sergeant that it would be like the American fans would still gravitate towards the team and support the team because everybody thinks it could be the next season that they start coming back and all this kind of stuff. So there is a bit of a narrative there. I can't there. see that. I think they need you more. Think people, more what, sorry, you think what? people just won't support Williams or just... No, no, but you, yeah. yeah, I don't think they will. We, we mentioned it in the Hot Takes Wednesday anyway that I think Amer- the American audience want winners. And we said, mm. we said I think the the point that we made was that when they had it before uh f1 in america the whole crowd wasn't there in scott speed hats everyone just supported michael schumacher because he was winning and like matt said when he went over to miami everyone supported verstappen and mm, it's true. they they want that they like you know the winners and yeah there will there will be naturally some people that will like uh having a uh an american driver in there and i think it would be good for williams and i think he deserves a shot but I don't think it would be this miracle like, oh, my God, everyone's now a Logan Sargent fan and it's taking America by storm and he's suddenly mm. this like um, amazing celebrity over there. So oh, it's it, it's a difficult one. I, I just don't think Williams are... I, I worry Williams aren't going to move up the grid as much as they think they are. The problem is there's so many teams in Formula One push a narrative of we're going to improve and like we said this year with the whole changing of the regulations everyone said this is our chance to improve and they can't all improve because someone has to go down the the Mm -hmm. pecking order and i feel like williams are that that team that i think they have improved but they're still last (laughs) i think i think williams need i don't know if this is just from a driver aspect but just in general need something they just need a bit about them if they want more fans, because, you know, you mentioned that they're, they're wholesome content, Katie, that, which I personally haven't actually watched. Is that the off-grid thing? Yeah, that, off-grid and the one-to-one stuff they do. Well, it's I'm really good. At, I'm looking at their YouTube it. channel and they're not getting any more than 10,000 views. Like from a, you know, When you look at McLaren Unboxed and Ferrari this and that and the other, you've got so many people tuning in because they're genuinely really <clears> interested in the driver personalities and et cetera, et cetera. Like if they are genuinely trying to get more of a fan base in, they need they need stronger, Williams. more... Yeah, stronger personalities, in my opinion. I think I think Williams's problem and Boomer alert here, but 
when I started watching Formula One, Williams were like this dominant force and amazing. So there'll always be a team where they've had success and now are doing a bit rubbish. And even if, you know, they improve a little bit. So they'll they'll never be like a plucky underdog because they've won like seven or eight constructors titles or whatever it is. So they're missing in my opinion, Formula One, and, and it's kind of it's Haas is the the lovable underdog, if you like. Um, they need more lovable underdogs, and Williams will never be that because they were so good. Um, but you think the of the day, amount of new fans probably don't even know the history of Williams, and maybe they see them as the as the yeah uh... true. But then you've got Seb driving around in Nigel Mansell's car, like look, we used yeah. to dominate in this car. So I think people do know to a point that Williams were were good back in the day. Yeah, it's more of a sad story than a than an underdog story. Williams isn't it? need a Gunther. They do. I thought, they I thought your Capote. To... I thought the Williams episode of DTS in the last series was one of the mad, best ones. Wasn't it? It's a bit mm. mad. Yeah. Like things he was coming out with, I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yes. Pop off. <laughs> Pop off. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. That is the end of the podcast uh, for the 2023 F1 driver predictions. Tommy, final thoughts. Final thoughts are. I can't, can't wait to wait for the new <laughs> everyone and um yeah all these don't come true piastri to no williams uh de Vries goes to mercedes um yeah. hamilton goes to Haas. <laughs> <laughs> and casey final thoughts my final thoughts are um can't wait for this not to come true yeah what? that's what tommy on. said you oh. can't what on earth you had time. I, well, if I said it, I hope everyone's having a nice summer break. You take no. the piss out of that. You would. On, you give would. Us, give us. No, yeah, I would. I'm saying, yeah. give us a bit more. Give us a bit more seasoning. Oh, uh, in case you missed it, I thought this was quite cool. Lewis Hamilton apparently got offered a role in Top Gun. I know it's nothing to do with what we were talking about, but I just what, thought that would have been really cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a bit of news. Go to the website and get some more clips. But yeah, how weird would that have been? Like, I love Top Gun. I thought it was such a good movie. But yeah, apparently he could have been one of the fighter pilots, which wow. is like living my dream. That would be. But so then cool. he had F one commitments, unfortunately. He did. So. He had a championship to win. Yeah, so. that's a shame. Um, and my final thought. thoughts are: we have a summer sale on the WTF one store. Go check <laughs> you it out. Sell out. <laughs> no, I'm just doing it so I don't get told off. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Shop.wtf1.com. Go check it out. Twenty percent off, I think, if you buy two t-shirts, if I'm correct. But uh, yeah, go and uh, go and check that out. And my final thoughts also are: yes, uh, Tommy is a massive jinx. So don't don't take anything <laughs> he says uh, until it actually is fully confirmed. Because we're going to clip some of this stuff, I am sure, to see how badly it ages. Uh, so yes, thank you everybody for for listening. Uh, if you want to come watch us live on Twitch, as I say, come join us. WTF One Official, uh, and uh, we will see you very soon for another podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.